for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to another week, ladies and gentlemen. This one, a full one. <laughs> like last week, the uh, Labor Day weekend. And, uh, official end of summer, I guess, but... Uh, and a lot of stuff to get to today, including uh, receptions at 9-11 memorials, uh, stark contrast between uh, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, Joe Biden was booed, and, uh, and why wouldn't he be? He handed Afghanistan to the Taliban with $85 million in military equipment, and there are at least four terrorists in charge of the government that Barack Obama traded for Bo Bergdahl, which makes you kind of go, huh, huh, how did that happen? And was it by design? Uh, sorry, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> wouldn't put it past him. Also, I've been thinking about this this morning, and, I, and I'd, I'd, uh, Kamala Harris has been out of public view. And this weekend, she popped up. She spoke at a graduation, and then she did a 9-11 speech. And she was very um, deliberate in her word choices. Uh, she wasn't giggly and goofy and stupid like she normally is. And I just have a feeling that they're not hiding her. They're preparing her to possibly behave more presidentially. I don't know how that's possible because she's, you know, a doofus. But anyway, that said, uh, just a thought. I was uh, thinking out loud this morning and uh, thinking about it last night. Um, could not sleep. And I was like, huh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, she's, why would she be just out of the public eye? I know she's unpopular, but at the same time... Do you suppose she's being groomed? Do you suppose that she is being prepped? Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a possibility. That's a theory. I want to posit a theory. Uh, Stamps.com is back as a sponsor this week. If you uh, hate going to the post office, nothing against the post office are perfectly fine people. It's just sometimes you, you don't have time to do it, and you, you got to wait in line a lot of the times. Um, you can actually, with Stamps.com, get your own scale at home. You can print off your own postage. Uh, you can get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and 66% off UPS shipping rates. Yeah, not to mention stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of uh, those expensive postage meters. So basically, you just, you just go to stamps.com and you click on the promo code Newsmax on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Okay? And you'll get your own scale. It's a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts, okay? Stamps.com, click in Newsmax. One other note, just a, a personal thing. We, um, we've experienced some exponential growth with regard to the podcast. It's been around, I guess we've been doing about seven or eight months. And um, the first couple of months we saw growth like one month, I think it was June, 900%. Um, and, you know, that was not uncommon because we were starting from, you know, square one. But in the last two weeks, the show has blown up by 33%. It's grown up. A third of the audience um, has come to the show. So the word's getting out, and I greatly appreciate you doing it. It's a different show than uh, most talk shows out there because I like to entertain as well as just opine, if you know what I mean. Joe Biden was uh, out at uh, three different 9-11 appearances, all three uh, places where the plane struck, and he didn't speak at any of them. He didn't... Uh, Speaking any of them, Donald Trump uh, commented on that. Here is uh, here is uh, Joe Biden saying that 70 percent Americans agree with his Afghan pullout. If you had told anybody that we were going to spend 
300 million bucks a day for 20 years to try to unite the country. Yeah, you got no problem spending $3.5 trillion for infrastructure projects we don't need. After we got bin Laden, after Al-Qaeda was wiped out there, can Al-Qaeda come back? Yeah, but guess what? It's already back other places. What's the strategy? Every place where Al-Qaeda is. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't in Afghanistan. We're going to invade. And that's where the uh, terrorists were hidden, and that's where the uh, the 9-11 plot was hatched. And have troops stay there? Come on. Come on, man. Come anyway, on, man. So I, I, and here he is. He's, he's outside, and he's wearing a stupid mask. Yesterday in New York City, Donald Trump, there was not a mask to be seen. Masks are stupid. And if you wear one, you're stupid unless you have some sort of a, a major medical condition. They are about as effective for stopping the COVID virus as wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I just think that, and again, what people are, as I read it, I'm told, people, 70% of American people think it was time to get out of Afghanistan. Yeah, you know, it was. It was time for us to get out of there, but not this way. Oh, I mean, honestly, what sort of a buffoon sends the military out, closes the last big air base, this, this uh, air base, uh, Bagram is gigantic facility could fall under China control. Okay. We spent over a billion dollars on that stupid thing. And then we gave the Taliban $85 billion in weaponry. I, I mean, honestly, if, if you were setting out to just make it into a cluster bleep, if that was your goal, He's doing it. I mean, he's doing it. Everything, like I've said, everything that is gold he touches turns to crap. It's a reverse Midas touch. And there's a reason why he got booed yesterday on 9-11, because he betrayed our troops and he betrayed two generations of troops that have served and uh, been injured, died in Afghanistan. You're a mug for what you did to Afghanistan. Terrible, terrible. Don't sniff them. He's saying, don't sniff them. <laughs> there are kids there. Don't sniff them. Terrible. Don't sniff her. Don't sniff her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here's a uh, video that uh, Donald Trump, uh, this is one that he had produced, and then we'll go to a couple of appearances that he did yesterday in front of uh, first responders. For the great people of our country, this is a very sad day. September 11th represents great sorrow for our country. Many things were displayed that day including, most importantly, the bravery of our police, fire, and first responders of every kind. Almost 400 first responders killed. And I had heard 300 people jump from those buildings. The job they did was truly unbelievable. We love them and we thank them. It is also a sad time for the way our war on those that did such harm to our country ended last week. The loss of 13 great warriors and the many more who were wounded should never have happened. Overall, 250 people were killed in Afghanistan last week, and so many more were seriously injured. We had $85 billion of the finest and most sophisticated military equipment taken from us without even a shot being fired. The leader of our country was made to look like a fool, and that can never be allowed to happen. It was caused by bad planning, incredible weakness, and leaders who truly didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, 100%. The intelligence was wrong, and they did the worst thing you could possibly imagine. To the memory of those who've died, to those who will be injured for the rest of their lives, for those Gold Star families, their worst nightmare 
Here's uh, President Trump talking to uh, Newsmax, actually, on the street in New York on Saturday. They're incredible people. They could solve the crime in New York City immediately if they were allowed to, but they're not being allowed to. Uh, we love them. Uh, what happened over the last week is a disgrace in Afghanistan, and they're embarrassed, and I'm embarrassed, and the world is embarrassed, and Biden should have never allowed that to happen, ever. Taking the military out first was so horrible and so ridiculous, and uh, it's just, it, I think it makes this day much tougher than it would have been. Are we safer now? What do we look like on the, on the world stage today, in your opinion? I think we look terrible on the world stage, and I think we're much less safe because of what took place over the last two weeks. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, there you go. This is uh, a moment that I just grabbed that I saw, and it's a little girl whose grandfather died on September the 11th, and she never knew him. But I want you to listen to how she says this. There are two people actually here. David Allen James Rathke. And for my grandfather, Michael Sanfil, who I was never able to meet, but I'm pretty sure we would have had a lot of fun together. That's just... just. And my brother, Dennis Gerard Teramina Jr. And his brother-in-law, Thomas V. Lenahan Jr. Thomas, we love you and miss you every day. It's hard to believe, right? And when you're on the planet long enough, you can uh, look back. I, I got to tell you, of all the memories I have, some of the most clear are of 9-11, what happened that day. And... Um, I've never wept so much for people I didn't know. Even this year, even this year, 20 years later. And I, I read this uh, piece, um, I think it was in Vanity Fair, I'm not sure, but it was uh, the, the picture of the man falling to his death and he, he was facing head down. And it was uh, a stunning article. It was a stunning article and, uh, and beautifully written and uh, it just shredded me. Um, because I think about, you know, you're in your building and all of a sudden it shutters and everything's on fire and you are burning so badly and you are choking so badly that you decide to jump a thousand feet to your death. It is still beyond anything we've ever experienced before. It is still beyond imagining, to be quite honest. It's still beyond imagining that nearly 300 people jumped to their deaths out of those burning buildings. It is um, absolutely remarkable, and it will never go away. Uh, it will never go away. College reform, or essentially campus reform, did some uh, man on the street, person on the street, Gen Zer on the street about 9-11 and uh, how badly they've been brainwashed by academia. Hi, I'm Ophelia Jacobson with Campus Reform. Today I'm at the University of Florida talking with students about 9-11 and how it's being taught in the classroom. Many of these young Americans only know about 9-11 through history lessons and what they were told by their teachers because they were so young when it happened. So I want to see what students have to think about the way 9-11 is being portrayed in classrooms across the country. Let's get started. Did you learn a lot about 9-11 growing up in the classroom? Uh, not in the classroom, but on my own. I like kind of did my own little like research thing. No, I did not. Um, I'd say we learned a moderate amount. Um, I mean, they showed us like the videos, like the basics. I didn't learn super specifics about it. I had like a whole unit where it was like two months worth of learning about it, which was a little... Have college students always been this derp, 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 derp? Strange. Yeah, definitely. My family is Bengali, so we're all Muslim. So it was a very like 
It's something we are very conscious of. When talking about 9-11, what do you think we should avoid? I think we should, like, avoid a lot of more gruesome facts. Avoid talking about... Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Because, see, that's that's what we need to remember. It's roots in Islam because... That, because uh, they're waging a caliphate and want to take over the entire world and kill you? That was, a, like, a extremist group. Um, I think that um, the 9-11 attack should be taught in a way that doesn't really target like more like who did it but like more like how we can like move forward and like different like healing processes. That and like and like and like and like. Wow I'm, I'm glad we weren't doing the like drinking game there aren't you? Because we'd be all completely wasted on our butts right now. A little early to be drinking but anyway anyway. <laughs> all right let's move on to some other stuff. Um Joe Biden announced on Friday that uh, he would mandate companies with more than 100 employees to vaccinate their employers. This is a massive, massive unconstitutional power grab, and I'm glad I'm self-employed. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, you see, that's what living in this country is all about. You, you see, yeah, it's, it's kind of like ingrained in the Constitution. Let's hear that again. It's not about freedom or personal choice. Yes, it is. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. Now he's going to get all mad. He's going to get all mad. He's going to be, be like your dad now. The people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. Except for those 13 so tonight, who just died in Afghanistan. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Yeah, or get tested uh, once a week. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this isn't going to fly very well, and it's certainly not going to help your approval rating, which is already at 39%. Oh, here's the Democrats just in the last few months uh, talking about there would never be a vaccine mandate because it's not legal. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. There she is wearing a stupid mask. Needless to say, the right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is not negotiable. No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. Our interest is very simple from the federal government. It makes you kind of wonder why they're mandating the vaccines, you know, right? Uh, it kind of makes you wonder why, particularly since this uh, this variant, the Delta variant, is not as deadly. Bill Maher pointed over the weekend it was you had a one to two percent chance of being hospitalized with it. My my uh, producer Ken had it last week. You know what he said? It was basically a cold. Which is Americans' privacy and rights should be protected. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. We don't wow. want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. Do you know why so many people are vaccine hesitant? Because these are the people pushing it. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Here's what America's uh, Republican governors are saying. 
Brian Kemp of Georgia, I'll use uh, pursue every legal option available to the state of Georgia to stop this blatantly unlawful uh, overreach by the Biden administration. Christine Nome of South Dakota, my legal team is standing by, ready to file our lawsuit. The minute Joe Biden uh, files his unconstitutional rule, this gross example of federal intrusion will not stand. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to if it's going to take states cutting off all taxes to the federal government. I, I don't know what it's going to take. And the media is making it worse. They're calling you and me, if you didn't get vaccinated, the American Taliban. It's saying like uh, Dr. Lena Wynn on uh, MSNBC that uh, being unvaccinated is like driving drunk. We need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated. Oh, this is on uh, uh, CNN. The same as we look at driving while intoxicated. That you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. Because when you go out in public... You're not going to tell me what the hell I can do. You have the potential of infecting other people with a potentially deadly disease. Just like you can choose to drink in private if you want. But if you get behind the wheel of a car and can endanger other people, there is an obligation obligation by society to prevent you from doing that. So I, I think the what President Biden did today is exactly right to say that the vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. Although to your point, Chris, I definitely um, wished that he had also announced some type of proof of vaccination because at this point we have this flimsy piece of paper that's so easy to counterfeit. And I, I mean, we don't allow this to board an airplane, right? You don't go to the team. Maybe some sort of a tattoo. Maybe that'd be something you could do. Just a tattoo on your arm. Just on your, maybe in your wrist. Something like that. Just tells everybody that you've been vaccinated. Yeah, something like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 26 of the 27 Lancet scientists who trashed the theory that COVID leaked from a Chinese lab have links to the Wuhan researchers. This came out because it shot down all the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists that it could come from a I don't know, a lab where they're doing gain-of-function research on uh, animals in uh, Wuhan where the, the virus came from. Yeah. So signed by 27 scientists across the globe working in virology and other medical uh, science fields, the widely read letter effectively ended all debate about origins of the global coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, investigation by the Telegraph was found that 26 of the 27 scientists have ties, close ties, to the Wuhan Institute. Isn't that amazing how that happens? Isn't that amazing how that happens? Jake Tapper, he doesn't like this whole vaccine mandate thing. I don't think scolding is the approach. Uh, There are these purveyors of misinformation out there, and they're not just on the right. Robert Kennedy. It's misinformation. Kennedy Jr. is one of the most notorious. It's not just a, a difference of opinion. Maybe that hydroxychloroquine might actually work to treat it, or of ivermectin, which is saved hundreds of thousands of lives in India. This ones, uh, and I haven't seen the president or anyone say, look, people, he, like he's scolding the people that are being lied to as opposed to the liars. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of saying- And everybody lies but you. There are a bunch of people just trying to get your money, trying to get your attention, trying to get your votes, trying to get your views and clicks. They're lying- I'm thinking vaccine companies are getting all the money. Saying to you, instead of shaming the liars, and trying to educate the people being lied to, he's still- No, you're censoring, and you're saying that people are lying by presenting alternative uh, points of view and facts that you're not investigating. Holding the people being lied to. And again, as with the election lie, you can get mad at the people who believe the lies, but the villains are the liars. 
Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a... Uh, now, okay, so the, the election lie was uh, determined to be a lie almost immediately the day after, the same day that I had my Facebook account taken away from me, and I hadn't even posted anything on November the 4th, so I couldn't bring up anything about what I thought was odd and downright corrupt about shutting down the vote counting and then reopening the next morning with up to 100% of the votes going to Joe Biden. That's called election fraud. That's called stealing an election. And we will get to the point where this is so big it can't be uh, avoided anymore. But you were wrong about uh, collusion. You've been wrong about the dossier, the Trump dossier. You're wrong about Wuhan. And each one of these die are tumbling. Each one of these are tumbling. And you're saying that we're the ones disseminating this information when you're the ones being proven wrong. So that would mean that your information is the disinformation. Did I make that confusing enough for you? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Here's Jen Psaki. She's been a little surprised that, you know, forcing people to get vaccinated against their will would be bad. President has said previously he did not want to mandate the vaccine. So can you explain? Does artificially orange hair make you dumber? Does the dye get into your brain? I just, I'm wondering. Explain why his thinking on this has changed. Yeah, maybe there's another reason. Sure. Well, first, um, I know he said that back in December or January, uh, so eight, nine months ago. And uh, I've touched on a couple of the components that we feel have ch- have changed a bit. Uh, one is that um, we didn't anticipate once the vaccine was readily, widely available and free to the public across the country, uh, anyone who wants a vaccine has been able to get one for months, that there would be such opposition uh, to it. It's because you're the ones pushing it. That's the reason why. Especially given it was approved under... Uh, uh, the former president, a Republican president. Um, it wasn't approved by the FDA, by the way, under Donald Trump. You know, the second uh, piece of this is that we um, also uh, anticipated, or, or maybe we didn't anticipate, but we knew that a number of people were waiting for FDA approval uh, to get the vaccine. Uh, that they said that once it's approved by the FDA, that's what I'm really waiting for. Uh, there were more people who were I didn't hear that, actually. vaccinated in August than July, but there are still 80 million people who are not vaccinated. Um, and the third piece is, again, the vulnerability of children, of immunocompromised and other... Uh, the ch- children don't get it. It's, it's so ungodly rare, it's not even funny. To the transmissible, to given the transmissibility of the Delta variant. We've always uh, been open to... Where are the body pits? Where are the body pits behind Home Depot and Lowe's for employees who had to go to work? While many people were able to stay at home, like school teachers. And uh, taking steps that were going to save more lives, protect more people, and that's exactly what yesterday's announcement was. Yeah, we're going to protect more lives and we're going to stick more people. You betcha, you betcha. Here she is. Oh, not ruling out vaccine mandates if you want to travel domestically on an airliner. Last question. Is he now considering mandating vaccinations to fly domestically? I would assume this also means uh, Amtrak. We are always looking at more we can do to protect and save lives. To take your freedom away and to protect the lives and save them, too. Uh, obviously, he made a significant and bold uh, announcement yesterday, so I have anything to... No, pre- he made a very di- dictatorial announcement yesterday. Preview, predict or preview for you, but we'll... With the accent on the first syllable. Continue to look for ways to save more lives. We're going to continue. We are going to continue to look for more ways to save more lives. Wow. Allison Williams has stepped away from her ESPN uh, uh, job over vaccine, uh, her decision to not get it. 
She's a veteran uh, football sideline reporter for ESPN. She's going to be opting out of it. She says, while my work is incredibly important to me, the first important role I have is a mother. Throughout our family planning with our doctor, as well as a fertility specialist, I have decided not to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. This was a deeply difficult decision to make, and it's not something I take lightly. I understand vaccines have been essential in the effort to end the pandemic. However, taking the vaccine at this time is not in my best interest. Well, forcer, forcer. The only choice you have when it comes to the left is uh, to kill your baby in the womb. Unbelievable. The president is ordering large swaths of uh, law-abiding American citizens to be vaccinated against the Chinese virus, but has made no such requirement for illegal aliens arriving at the U.S.-Mexico border, which puts in doubt to me how severe he thinks this is. He's using it as a political tool. If this were the it's just as deadly coming across that southern border as it is in your kid's classroom. So why aren't people being made? It was Ellis Island. People had to be vaccinated. People had to be treated for disease or they were sent away. Biden has not made a vaccine mandate for border crossers or illegal aliens arriving at the southern border. Former Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Mark Morgan has said that few to none of the border crossers apprehended at the southern border are vaccinated against the coronavirus. If they really thought this virus were as serious as it is, then why in the height of the coronavirus did Gavin Newsom go to the French Laundry with 24 of his friends with no mask? Why did he send his, summer, his kid to summer camp with no mask this last summer? Why is the U.S. House of Representatives, why are they forced to wear masks but the Senate are not? Is it because all the people in the Senate have chosen to die or you're being played? Yes, the virus can be deadly to people with pre-existing conditions. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. But this, like the January 6th protests at the Capitol, is being blown up into something that uh, is quite simply not true. Where are the class action lawsuits against grocery stores for employees dying of COVID? Why aren't there faces on bulletin boards in, in uh, break rooms at Walmart that, that show the departed because they died of COVID because they went to work and, uh, and had to stock shelves? Unbelievable. By now, you know, by the way, Anthony Fauci doesn't think Joe Biden's going far enough by mandating that businesses over 100 people uh, mandate masks. Well, I think the president is, is, is you know, being s- somewhat moderate in his demand, if you want to call it that, in that there are some people... Oh, I call it a demand. Really I'd say it's a demand. It's pretty much a demand. ...don't want to get vaccinated, but they don't want to lose their job. You've got to give them an off-lane. And the off-lane is if you get tested frequently enough and find out you're positive, you won't come to work and you won't infect other people. So it really is somewhat of a compromise there. Myself, I would make it just vaccinate or not. But he was trying to be moderate. But you're a little dictator as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these governors are coming forward with lawsuits. Here's Biden flippantly saying, well, have at it then. Calling your vaccine requirements an overreach. You are threatening to challenge it in court. Have at it. Have at it. Have at it. I am so... um, What are you? Senile? Disappointed. Oh, okay. Oh, dad's disappointed in us, guys. Did you hear that? Dad's disappointed in us. Uh, Particularly some uh, Republican governors. Wow. Have been so cavalier with the health of these kids. 
Cavalier. So cavalier with the health of the communities. This is, <laughs> this is, we're playing for real here. This isn't a game. You're playing, that's for sure. And I don't know of any. And not with a full deck. Scientist out there in this field that doesn't think it makes considerable sense to do the six things I've suggested. And, uh, uh, but, you know, it's a, let me conclude with this. I am losing my train of thought. One of the lessons I hope. And I'm slurring my speech a little. Our students can unlearn. Is that politics doesn't have to be this way. Then why are you making politics it this way? Have to be this way? Then why are you making it this They're way? They're growing up in an environment where they see it's like a, like a war. Yeah, why didn't you say anything about cities being burned uh, burned down? Oh, I do love that new chant that they're doing it. Uh, at, at, and that maybe makes me crude, you know, the new chant that they're doing it to football games, the uh, bleep Joe Biden thing. It's kind of catching on. It's kind of kind of catching on. I don't know why. Oh, I do know why. Uh, because a new CNN uh, survey says 2% said uh, very well with regard to how the country's doing. 2% of respondents say the country is doing very well. 29% said fairly well, 45% said pretty bad, and 24% very badly. Combining the answers, 69% said pretty and very badly, while 31% said fairly uh, well. A 37-point difference. A new poll finds that 69% of Americans say things in the country are going badly, the pandemic era, high of 77% reached in January just before Joe Biden took office, but well above 60% who felt that way in March. 62% uh, say the economic conditions in the U.S. are poor, up from 45 in April, and nearly as high as the pandemic era, peak of 65% reached in May of 2020. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, let's uh, move on to some great Newsmax guests uh, talking about a variety of issues, including 9-11. The Count on on Saturday had Sebastian Gorka talking with Joe Pinion about uh, uh, how we have put, just in time for 9-11, terrorists back in charge of uh, Afghanistan. No, the question is, how stupid are they? I mean, this is the administration that two months ago put up a gay pride LGBT flag on our embassy in Afghanistan. That really worked out well, didn't it, Tony Blinken? Didn't it, Sleepy Joe? This is the same Taliban. Let's be very... You know his last name's Blinken? Because he's a blinking idiot. Be clear about this. The same Muslim extremist fundamentalists that gave succor, gave aid, and protected bin Laden in Afghanistan so he could plan September the 11th. These are exactly the same people. Four members of this cabinet are terrorists that Obama... With a combined bounty of $15 million on their heads. Obama released from prison in exchange for that deserter, Bo Bergdahl. These are people... There's a member, there's a top FBI wanted list individual at the top of the government in in Kabul. And they're saying, oh, we hope it'll be an inclusive government. It takes a special kind of ignorance to pull off something this stupid. I mean, it really does. It's... It could be a world record. It, it really could. More with Seb Gorka in just one second. Stats.com brings the service of the U.S. Postal Service to your home, to your computer. Whether you got a small office, I got a little office, got a TV studio in my home. 
And, uh, you know, maybe maybe you got a side hustle with, uh, you know, uh, Etsy uh, ship shopping out orders or just navigating uh, this hybrid work life. So stamps.com can make it very easy for you. No wonder over 1 million businesses choose stamps.com for their mailing and shipping. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. You'd save up to 40% on USPS rates, up to 66 on UPS. So just go to stamps.com, click on the little microphone on the top of the homepage, and click in Newsmax, Newsmax, Newsmax. You will get a four-week trial plus uh, free postage and a digital scale. I've got one in my office. I use it a lot. It makes things a lot easier. Stamps.com, promo code Newsmax. Here is uh, more with uh, Seb Gorka and uh, Joe Biden and the possibility of a 9-11, another 9-11 that'll, that'll make the other one pale by comparison. China now has control of the biggest copper mine in the world in Afghanistan. They're going to control the lithium production. For all those people who like your Prius electric cars, guess who's got control of the lithium to make those batteries? At the end of the day, it's a very simple equation. President Trump on my radio show three weeks ago said, we surrendered, Biden surrendered in Afghanistan. And the people who made 9-11 possible now have $83 billion worth of our equipment. The Taliban are now more powerful than they were 20 years ago. And the worst scenario Americans could have ever Imagined. To quote a very, very straight shooting, sober guy comes on my show every Friday to talk national security. Jim Carafano, West Point Heritage Foundation, 20 years in the army. He said, thanks to the retreat, the surrender in Afghanistan, Biden has made the next 9-11 possible. And my friend, it will be bigger. Thanks to Joe Biden's cowardice. Unbelievable. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. was on Grant Stinchfield's show talking about the uh, Biden's Afghan face plant and Tony Blinken. The last 25 days of Afghanistan, I mean, literally my kindergartner could have planned this better. Uh, I know you spent a lot of time uh, in the region, uh, you know, as, as a SEAL. And all of my friends that had those kind of jobs and did those things serving our country knew exactly what would happen. And yet our generals, in their words, could not have imagined this scenario happen. I mean, I like, how could you not? I mean, uh, Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, is shocked that the Taliban does not have a diverse and inclusive uh, governing cabinet. body. Yeah. Uh, you know, cabinet. I mean, he's shocked at this. I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised. That I'm shocked that anyone is shocked at that, let alone someone who's supposed to be uh, into foreign policy. I just, just this is this is what liberalism does. Yeah, you know, it's the give piece of chance crowd. I've, I've used this for years. It's the give piece of chance crowd. If you put the words coexist spelled in resi- uh, religious symbols on the back of your car, the Taliban's going to go, oh, you know, you're right. You are right. Yeah, we should coexist with you guys. I didn't see any coexist bumper stickers on the uh, on the armored vehicles that we handed uh, handed over to them. Did you did you see the coexist with the religious symbols in that? No. No, because uh, you can you can broadcast it on the back of your Prius, but it doesn't mean D word for Richard to a violent mob of uh, of second century throwbacks. There you go. All we are saying is give peace a chance. One of the dumbest songs ever written, 
absolutely meaningless when you live in a cruel world that wants to kill you and take your stuff. So if you go to Kim Jong-un and say, hey, all we're giving, all we're saying is give, bang. Such a dumb song. I mean, I've never liked that song. I always thought it was stupid. I thought uh, John and Yoko were stupid for staying in bed. I was a child when that happened. You know, come on. Give peace a chance. No. Now, sometimes you got to give war a chance. Sometimes, you know, there's this, another bumper sticker, and I, I've got a swag line that, online. Um, and it, it says, uh, sometimes war is the answer. Because it's, you know, they, 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 this is war is not the answer. War is not the answer. Well, no, sometimes it is, because sometimes bad guys need to have their butts kicked. Here's a little bit more with uh, Grant Stinchfield talking to uh, Donald Trump Jr. I think actually Carl Higby's filling in for Grant. You got the economy. You got leaving Americans stranded. You got handing over billions to literally terrorists. Uh, you have our generals who have been there for 20 years that could not have seen this coming. Um, right. It's, I mean, every day, it's the clown show gets bigger and bigger. And then you have... Uh, you know, this forced vaccine aspects. And then you have them even admitting, well, we're not sure it'll last in court, but we can basically hurt enough families. We can destroy enough people's ability to earn a living for themselves to sort of force them into it. And if we lose in the courts in a couple of months, eh, what yeah. difference does it make? Uh, exactly. uh, you've seen the same thing across the <laughs> yeah. board. They don't care. And remember, Carl, for the last five years, we heard that Donald Trump was a dictator. Uh, how come those people who said that just... I mean, if he woke up and had breakfast, he was a dictator. Uh, how come when the Biden administration actually acts, as you pointed out earlier, as an authoritarian government or as a dictator, uh, the same media, they're very quiet. Yeah. Because there's a double standard. I'm sort of shocked at the silence. Maybe they are equally shocked and in awe of the incompetence that's going on uh, watching our country fall apart. I found myself glued to the television on Saturday watching uh, coverage of uh, 9-11, and I thought Newsmax did a terrific job. And there were some very personal stories because many of the Newsmax family uh, live in New York, work in the New York studios, and, uh, and were close to it. Maybe not working for Newsmax, but in town like Greg Kelly. Uh, Greg Kelly was uh, a beat reporter, and, uh, and he was on the scene. Well, actually, when um, the mayor was... Good to see you, by the way. You Thank too. you. Um, when the mayor, Giuliani, was uh, walking uptown, I was actually walking downtown. I passed him uh, one block away, uh, responding. I was a reporter at New York One and got to the um, uh, church in Cortland Street, mm -hmm. which is right outside. There I am, actually, yeah. Uh, doing a report. This is a few minutes, uh, seconds really, before World Trade Center 7 came down. It looked like nuclear winter. I kept saying it looks like an atomic bomb had gone off, and I said this is uh, like a, a ground zero situation. Military term, you know, that I had used a lot. So, uh, look, I have no... Um, I will say this, Rudy Giuliani, his leadership uh, that day was astounding. And in the aftermath, you know, a lot of folks thought Rudy, you know, was uh, he was on his way out. He was a lame duck. He was not particularly popular at that point, but he said the right thing. He did the right thing. He was a magnificent leader. 
And a lot of us saw a side to Rudy we did not know existed. Here is uh, Sean Spicer talking to Bernie Carrick, former NYPD uh, commissioner about 9-11. And what had to happen to save so many lives? Any other building that I thought there could be a possible attack, I didn't know if there were more planes. I didn't know if the mass transit system, the subway system was going to be a target. Um, we didn't know if they planned ground attacks, but obviously, this was a major attack on America, and it's and you know it's funny. Today is the first time I ever heard this. The mayor uh, reminded me today that he kept calling me and saying, "Listen, you know you should evacuate the UN," and I said, "I got it done." You should evacuate the Empire State Building. Done. Um, you know what? It, it, we were a good team. We got the job done. But I, I just want to remind your viewers, Sean, and, and I'll say this until the day I die. The men and women of the NYPD, the fire department, and the Port Authority Police affected the greatest rescue mission in the history of this country. They took 20 to 25,000 people out of those buildings and the surrounding buildings, but they evacuated almost a million people, probably just over a million people, out of southern Manhattan into the four boroughs and into New Jersey, which has never, ever been done before in this country. So you heard uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris asking why we were so divided early in the broadcast. And the left is dividing us. They started dividing us before Donald Trump was elected. There were leftists who'd get in line at Trump rallies and get in fights with Trump supporters. And uh, the left burned down cities and uh, decided what could or could not be said. They declared war on us. It didn't come from this side. They immediately said, even before he was sworn in, that Donald Trump should be impeached for nothing. And then they impeached him twice for nothing. Here is what's wrong with America. It is Joy Reid talking to a buffoon, a cartoonish character, who if you look at, if you look at dangerous speech, and, and dangerous speech is yelling fire in a crowded theater, or say I'm going to kill you to somebody in the media. This is Frank Schaefer talking about how uh, those who are opposed to coronavirus vaccines or vaccine mandates are bioterrorists. I believe he also says some things about uh, a woman's right to choose is fine, but uh, not if she doesn't want to take a vaccine. Here's a point most people don't understand, Joy. When we went out, the Reverend Billy Graham, the evangelist, and Dr. Criswell, who at that time was president of the Southern Baptist Convention, pastor of First Baptist in Dallas and president of Dallas Theological Seminary. You don't get any more conservative evangelical than that. He was pro-choice, not ambivalent. That doesn't make you a Christian. That makes you a bad Christian. But pro-choice. Our first job as right-wing activists, and I was my dad's nepotistic sidekick, and I have spent the rest of my- I'm sure he's quite proud of you. My life repenting from the fact that I did so much harm to so many people by helping- Like you're doing now. To energize this anti-woman movement. It was not anti-abortion, anti-woman- No, it's not an anti-woman movement. That's a lie, sir. Movement. When we went out- Did you know that half the babies in, uh, in the, the women who get aborted uh, are actually uh, future women? Evangelicals were the people who wanted no part of this, and we had to talk them into this crusade. And now- yeah, who's declared war? Who's declared war? 40 years. And we have a situation in Texas right now tonight where the American Taliban, 
Because that's what... There you go. There you go. Now, who's declaring the war? It is. There's not an American evangelical right-wing movement. There is an American Taliban. Is weirdly similar in so many ways to the Middle Eastern Islamist terrorists. And here's another weird... <laughs> you, you want to say babies in the womb. You want to say babies in the womb. What the hell is wrong with that? What the hell is wrong with that? 60 million babies have been killed in this country since Roe v. Wade. That, my friends, is a holocaust. And most of the time, it's for birth control. Most of the time, it's, oops, screwed up, don't want to take responsibility for the baby, kill the baby. Okay. How about we wrap things up with some uh, uh, catching the stupid, okay? We haven't had some good COVID stupidity in a while. Uh, a Rutgers student, 22, uh, says that she's been banned from taking online classes because he, he isn't vaccinated. <laughs> Logan Holler, 22, of Sandystown, New Jersey, is a senior at Rutgers, and he declined to get the COVID-19, elected to take his online classes, and they said, nope, you got to be vaccinated for your online classes. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's some pretty stupid. The National Football League has canceled the Grammy Award winner uh, Victory Boyd's scheduled national anthem performance after she refused the coronavirus vaccine for religious reasons. In an email shared with the Epic Times, NFL Senior Director for Media and Entertainment Events, Seth Dudowski, to Victory's father and manager, John Boyd, on October 31st, that her vaccination status will make her ineligible to perform the national anthem. A hospital in upstate New York is stopping delivering babies after six workers in the maternity unit resigned instead of getting the COVID-19 vaccine. No baby delivery. Just get, you, just get an Uber. Maybe they ought to add that instead of, instead of uh, uh, food delivery, you know, maybe the baby delivery. Finally, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade will return to New York City to the streets for the first time in two years. What will look very different is crowds are asked to wear masks and participants must show proof of vaccination. Wow, wow, wow. Guys, thank you for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, the last two weeks we have seen some giant growth in the podcast. It's really starting to catch on. Uh, also, the TV show is just rocking. Rob Carson's What in the World? And I've got some big news about the TV show that's coming soon. And some other really big news that I can't get into at this time. But it's all good. Also, I'm working on going to see Trump's rally October the 8th in Des Moines, which is about five hours from where I live. And I'm in negotiations to uh, take the stage before Donald Trump. Hopefully get to finally shake his hand. And you can watch it all on Newsmax. All right? Thank you for joining me. Share with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Share that link with everybody if you get a chance. And, and watch this thing just take off. God bless you guys. God bless those who died on 9-11. God bless our troops, both living and departed in Gold Star families, our first responders, and of course you. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.